Hello everyone, welcome to the New Humanist Podcast. I'm Damien, and this is episode 36, the first of part 6. The topic for today is the anti-humanism of Christianity. As the introductory episode in this new part, I will be looking at what makes Christianity, in practice, an essentially anti-humanistic belief system. Okay, so this is interesting because, I mean, so far in this podcast, which is focused on providing a critique of religion, right? Notably, the attempt to provide a more comprehensive, a more sound, and I guess in a paradoxical way, a more affirmative critique of religion. That is to say, affirming the importance of religion simultaneously, and at the same time advancing a critique with respect to its main or major shortfalls. Essentially, this is a balancing act, which I've tried to do, because on the one hand, my view of religion is, is positive. It remains positive to this day. Nonetheless, my view of religion is also critical with respect to its many shortfalls with respect to the question of human well-being. Particularly, my critique of religion, understandably, I guess, has been a critique of Christianity, which is to be expected, because that is my heritage, and at a more specific level, has been a critique of Roman Catholicism. So, so far, this critique of religion has been at a more specific level. Although, not necessarily, because, I mean, after all, hey, critiquing Roman Catholicism is not exactly specific. That's a huge subject. Okay, and in fact, the critique that I've advanced so far, that is the previous seven episodes, is quite general. It's quite, essentially, it's an overview of a critique, okay? So, a lot of work needs to be done at that level as well. However, here, I felt a critique of Christianity more broadly was needed. Okay, that is to say, rather than a critique of religion, which can be engaged at a more general level, right? You know, looking at what makes religion problematic, essentially monotheistic religions, right? Notably Islam, Judaism, along with Christianity. Although I have, in practice, stayed away from that, because, I mean, I'm not comfortable criticizing other religions, especially Islam, for a variety of reasons. But when it comes to Christianity, I think a more general, but at the same time more focused critique is required, okay? Uh, looking at its problem points when it comes to the key facets, okay, that define the Christian faith. And and this, in turn, requires us to understand what Christianity is. And that will be part of this process of critiquing Christianity. The critique of the apparently anti-humanistic character of Christianity would entail a process of understanding what the Christian faith is. It would entail necessary perusal of the subject. What is this? What is the Christian faith? Okay, what is it all about? Why is it there? What is its character? What are its aims? What is its objective? What is the purpose of the Christian faith? I think these are deeper questions that would emerge, which will be engaged at an introductory level. Trying to understand what's going on here. Trying to make sense of religion in terms of its deeper realities. After all, one of the aims of this podcast has been to understand the nature of religion. Okay, What is religion after all? Why is it there? What is its purpose? What is its functional utility? What is it bringing to this world? After all, the very fact that there are people who hate religion, who oppose it, who want to undermine it, who want to see the world be rid of it, okay, working as a force. On the other hand, people who are trying to advance religion through evangelization. And this is especially true when it comes to the Christian faith, which is an evangelical religion, right? Its goal is to expand and bring more followers into his fold. So how do we come to terms with this? How do we balance this reality, okay? And that is another point of concern, which I would engage in the course of the next six episodes. Okay, but focusing our attention more specifically in terms of the aim of this critique, what am I going to do by advancing critique of the anti-humanism of Christianity? What is the aim here, besides the things that I've just mentioned? Well, with respect to the aim of this podcast, we need to understand what we're trying to do here. Okay, I think now we're, you know, somewhat deeper into this podcast. I mean, if you've been following 
the series from the very beginning, I don't know, you probably would have an idea of what I'm trying to do here. Before we get to something constructive, we need to be critical. We need to deconstruct first. We need to break things down, right, before we can build them up. And I think that has been my approach to this question of humanism. And the idea of new humanism, fundamentally, is still an evolving proposition. Okay, I really don't know what it means to be a humanist in a more affirmative sense, in a more wholesome sense. The idea of a humanist who affirms the religious dimension and who affirms the material, the rational, right, the scientific, the empirical, okay, the data-driven character of our reality, along with things which are beyond the pale of, well, science, beyond the remits of reason even. These factors too need to be, well, factored in. That is an ongoing process, along with deeper questions about the nature of reality, okay, which we can come to terms with, which we can sort of understand using our knowledge of the material world. And of course, you can go deeper into and integrate the two views, right? How a scientific view and a religious worldview can be united as one. Now, that is much later down the line, but, but to get there, okay, but to get there in a way that is empowering for both groups, okay? I mean, at one level, the aim of the new humanist, okay, is to, it is to be polarizing at one level. I mean, you have to be, I guess, when you're doing something like this. In an undertaking such as this, there will be controversy, and there, there already is controversy, right, when it comes to my views towards religion. I think I'm being objectively critical, right? There is no ambiguity, I hope, with respect to what I'm saying here, but we need to recognize the positives. We need to recognize the good things that religion has to offer, particularly in a cultural, in an intellectual, in a spiritual sense. And these are deeper questions which are worth pondering. But to get there, we need to cut across. We need to cut through a lot of, well, nonsense, really. A lot of clutter, a lot of weeds, right? We need to remove them. And unfortunately, a lot of these things exist within the religion itself. Okay, They exist within the system of belief. And a lot of the times, the confusion the ambiguity, the conflation, right, the lack of clarity on these subjects stems from, oftentimes, a poor, weak, inadequate, confused, misguided understanding of the belief system itself. So this is something the listener needs to keep in mind as I proceed through the next six episodes. So, critically, what am I trying to do here? How is Christianity anti-humanistic? How do I get to answer this question? Okay, And to do so, my approach is to look at the key elements of the Christian faith, key elements which define Christianity as a belief system, as a distinct belief system, okay, one that is different from, well, other religions, starting with Islam, with Judaism, but of course critically when it comes to the atheistic worldview. Now that is pretty clear, goes without saying, but the question of how Christianity differs, okay, from a secular worldview like Marxism or materialism, right, that is purely world-centric, like Ayn Rand's objectivist conception of reality. Although her formulation is a bit particular in, in a certain sense, there are many worldviews, many competing worldviews, okay? And how does Christianity fit into all of this? Or how does Christianity function effectively in relation to all of this? That is to say, it is problematic, yes, but it is not problematic through and through. So this is an important distinction for the listener to keep in mind. I mean, at one level, I have to be honest about this. I mean, in the sense that whilst I'm very critical of Christianity, I don't want to see it go away. My attitude towards religion is quite positive, right? I want it to endure. I want it to essentially evolve, okay, to become a more relevant force in the real world, become a more empowering force in the real world with respect to the question about human well-being. So the number of factors at work here, listener, a number of competing factors and forces, many variables which you have to consider, which you have to analyze, which you have to study, and then you can come to a better understanding of what we are dealing with when it comes to the question about life. Because that's what we are here for at the end of the day. I mean, religion, God, heaven, science, limits of reason, right? 
the the moral landscape to quote a book by sam harris all these questions ultimately pertain to the question about how do we lead a good life how do we lead a fulfilling life how do we lead a joyful life okay everything corresponds to that question it doesn't matter how otherworldly or transcendently oriented you are that is what matters in life okay it doesn't matter what stage of your life you're in right unless of course you know you're just thinking of the world hereafter and that's that's your sole preoccupation so my question now listener is that we consider the question why is this important why is the question of christianity important to the humanistic endeavor and why it is important that we engage this constructively by looking at the faith for what it is looking at the mechanics we need to analyze the innards of the belief and then try to understand okay where is it anti-humanistic right and i would argue it's anti-humanistic in practice not inherently so and why it is significant that we consider them and we consider them in our efforts to develop to formulate a better understanding of humanism one that is more affirmative and that would help us in this journey the idea of the new humanist is an evolving proposition okay we don't know i don't know what it is like, the idea of humanism in this context it's about pushing the boundaries of our understanding when it comes to these questions because oftentimes and i think this point is worth mentioning is that a lot of the times people tend to sort of cocoon themselves into a certain sphere right we have the, the obvious one we have the atheists on one hand and we have the theists on the other people who reject god and people who believe in god that's pretty simple so to speak but again it is quite reductive in that context the people who are atheistic clearly are atheistic for a reason okay because there are so many smart people there i know a number of people who are atheistic but they're exceptionally smart then we have theists who you know believe in god and, and of course and there are very smart people there too of course you know it's much larger the number so you, you know percentage wise you know, the smarter guys let's say right at least the ones who are more uh, enlightened tend to be on the atheistic side that's a function of knowledgeability in higher academy and so on but my point here is brothers and sisters that is not you cannot normalize that right you have smart people on both sides you got dumb people on both sides or incurious people right people who lack curiosity but the point is listener that we need to somehow bring these worlds together we need to look at the positives offered by the atheistic worldview we need to look at the positives offered by the theistic worldview okay and in many respects agnosticism is sort of like the middle ground although agnosticism is primarily tilted towards atheistic worldview because when you say god can exist he may not exist i don't care that sort of puts you on the atheistic side because practically most atheists are functionally agnostic right so you know what in case you want to get into a debate with them they may say oh you know what maybe there's a god but it doesn't really matter to me etc that makes sense and i think that's a fair point to hold to uphold and in many ways i think that is probably a more reasonable position to affirm especially in light of the world today right i mean the main question about god is that you know we can't see him and it's very difficult to believe in someone who cannot hear see or feel okay that is a very serious critique of religion right i mean religions claim to know god but you know god is basically words written on a paper right the bible says this about god or the quran says that about god or the torah says all of those things about god we are supposed to believe it that is the atheistic critique fundamentally okay and and it's a very powerful one i don't want to dismiss it in any way but from a theistic perspective right from the perspective of those who affirm belief in a higher power they also have something to offer now in my case as i've mentioned before i'm sympathetic i'm most sympathetic towards the religious worldview primarily the christian worldview right so even though i'm not christian or theist in a traditional sense i'm very much supportive i'm very much in a way comfortable with what they have to offer not completely not completely right that goes without saying i mean clearly there are a lot of things about the christian faith which i find problematic which we're going to get into and that is something and this is a good start actually now that i mentioned this let me just preface the topics the main points which will be engaged in the course of this podcast right the, the six main 
factors which I would analyze in my attempt to understand the anti-humanistic character of the Christian faith. And they are 1. The problem with the Christian understanding of God. 2. The problem with Jesus Christ. 3. The problem with the Bible. 4. The problem with the church. 5. The problem with Christian morality. 6. The problem with salvation. Right, so as the listener can see or hear, those factors are really, they're really central facets of Christianity. The question of God, the question of Jesus Christ, which again pertains to God, right? The question of the church, the question of Christian morality, which I've touched on in previous episodes, right? And the question of the church, etc., etc. All these factors are integral, right? They make what Christianity is as a belief system. So, so in critiquing them, or rather in critiquing the anti-humanistic character of the faith, by analyzing these factors, we are compelled to delve deeper, to get to know, to familiarize ourselves with these elements, to get to know them better. And hopefully, my intention is to understand them in a more comprehensive, or dare I say, in a more correct light. Because oftentimes, our views of these things are inadequate, they're incomplete, right? they're reductive. And frankly, I think a lot of times, they're just misguided. Because the people talking about them are just doing a lousy job in articulating these views. So this is something we will get to as we delve further into this podcast. And this is important, listener, from the perspective of understanding. I mean, that really is, the, I guess, the key word here when it comes to the question of humanism. Do we believe in the right things? Or do we understand the right meaning? Do we have the right kind of information? Now, oftentimes, when it comes to the question of God or religion, right, when it comes to the question about, you know, human betterment, what's being given to us or what's been handed down to us is often simplistic, right? They're often reductive. They're often incomplete. Frankly, oftentimes, they're misguided. Blatantly, some of them could be false. The fact is, an incomplete picture is also a false one. An inadequate image is also, in some ways, an incomprehensible one. Is it not? Would you like to see the whole picture rather than just a part of it? And therein lies some of the problems. And in this podcast, in the next six episodes, our attempt to develop a fuller, more comprehensive picture of these ideas, of these concepts. Doing so, you and I can get closer to the question about human well-being. This is the point, listener, as I've come to understand, and this might be a question on your mind. You know, why am I still bothering with the Christian faith? Why am I still going on about the need to defend religion? Why am I still bothering with the whole enterprise of integrating faith and not reason per se, but faith and study of the material world? Because, I mean, that's a tendency, let me just quickly make this observation, to view religion as the remit of faith and our study of the material world and of the real world, so to speak, as within the parameters of reason. That is not true. Religion also requires reason. Anyways, is a precondition. You have to bring a reasonable mindset, okay, when it comes to studying and approaching the religious enterprise. In many ways, Christianity, is, is its strength lies in its reasonable nature, okay? But of course, for the listener, depending on your background, depending on your heritage, you are most likely to be aware of these things, okay? This is not new. The fact that religion contains a dimension which affirms reason, the pursuit of knowledge and understanding, that is integral. However, it is incomplete. Why? Some of the ideas, some of the conceptions that pertain to the doctrines that govern the church, okay, that govern the faith as a whole, like on the question of God, like on the question of Jesus Christ, like on the question about morality, on more broadly, I guess, at one level, one speaks of things like salvation, which is a huge concept, the question of human well-being, it is also connected, okay, and that's something for us to consider, and I guess, in this case, look forward to. So, to come to the final part of this episode, which is an introductory episode, uh, as we know, this is how it works, guys, right? If you're listening for the first time, the parts are basically the main segments, right? So, if there's part one or part five, basically deals with a certain subject area. So, part six, 
deals with the anti-humanism of Christianity. Right? And in the next six episodes, that's seven, including this, we'll be breaking down this point by analyzing a certain subtopic which falls under this heading. And by doing so, we'll develop a fuller understanding of what we're dealing with when it comes to, in this case, the apparent anti-humanism of Christianity. Now, understand this. When I say the anti-humanism of the Christian faith, it is its apparent character, not necessarily. It is not to say that Christianity is anti-humanist. It is not to say that Christianity necessarily works to undermine the human betterment project, the need for humanity to become stronger, the idea of improving, the idea of growing, the idea of wanting things, the idea of acquiring things, the idea of building a life for yourself and to make your life better and to make the world better. That pertains to things like economics, culture, politics, and so on, which is something all of us are part of. That is not antithetical to the religious worldview. Or more pertinent, the religious worldview need not necessarily be opposed to that ambition, that aim, that vision, that goal which we are pursuing as human beings. And this is a critical point, a listener. One of the areas that really does concern us, that ought to concern us, when it comes to the question about humanism. Ultimately, is humanism making life better? Is it empowering us? Is it an empowering force in our lives? And if so, what are the factors, what are the elements that can aid us in that venture? Now, atheism, from what I can understand, at one level is supportive, but in other ways it is not. Okay, And this is something I will look into much deeply going forward. So, to bring it all together now, what is the aim of the next six episodes? Our aim here is to understand Christianity. So we're trying to do two things here. We're trying to criticize Christianity for its anti-humanistic character, apparently, right? But to do so, we are required to understand what the Christian faith is. Hence the titles. Hence the need to understand the problem with the Christian God, the problem with Jesus Christ, the problem with salvation, the problem with Christian morality, etc., etc., which compels us to understand them, compels us to delve deeper into these concepts and what they mean at a doctrinal, at a theological level. Of course, we can't you know, do much. I mean, there's only that much we can do course of 30 minutes or so, but it helps us set the tone, set the groundwork, so to speak, so we can understand them better. And by doing so, we are better prepared in answering the question, okay, what does it take? What does it take for these belief systems to organize themselves, to structure themselves, to present themselves in a way that make them humanistic? So understand what I'm getting at here, Lusram. One of the reasons why I think religion is important, because of course the fact that it's so big and there are so many followers around, is that there is a chance for reformation, there is a chance for improvement, there is a chance for advancement, right? There is a chance for evolution to happen. Rather than people like Richard Dawkins, you know, who want the end of religion, or the death of God, whatever. They want to remove religion from the from the public sphere. Rather than taking that route, which is quite radical, really, my approach is to say, okay, look, you know what? Religions can be reformed, they can be improved. But critically, it has to happen from within. You need to, or it ought to happen from within. That's a position of mine, okay? And I'm not saying that it is the only way. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that I'm going to adopt. My point is that seems like a more interesting, more empowering way to look at this problem. Now, for all, one has to consider the fact that religion is in decline in the West. I mean, at the current rate, Christianity is shrinking very fast, certainly in Europe and so on. Its power is waning. So it's probably in the best interest of religion to reform. It's probably in the best interest of religious organizations and its institutions to adapt a more humanistic perspective. Okay, that is a much broader question. It's a much broader subject for us to consider. But the question is this. Is human well-being at the forefront? Is the question about empowerment, is the question of lifting us up, lifting people up out of their situation, whether it's intellectually, culturally, morally, materially, financially, politically, is that question critical to the religious enterprise? Yes or no? If that is not the case, then we have a problem. If that is the case, that needs to be emphasized, that needs to be empowered, that needs to be reinforced, that needs to be energized, okay? So that religion, in, in that sense, becomes a man-empowering force in the world. 
and world around us, in this case, particularly European society in America and in the Western world, which is secularizing, comes to view religion in a positive light. So two worlds can essentially come together. That is sort of a broad brush view, listener, in terms of sort of the bigger picture of this podcast, but that is something for you to consider. So those are some of the ideas which I will be engaging in the host next six episodes. So have an open mind. And if you're an atheist and you don't like religion, just tag along. What does it mean to be saved in a Christian perspective? There's a lot more to it, listener, that are than sort of the boilerplate understanding of salvation, right? There's more to it. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? What does it mean to be a believer in the Christian God? What is God, first of all, in a Christian context, right? How does the Christian understanding of God differ from that of Judaism or Islam? All three of which, in fact, are monotheistic religions. These are interesting questions. And by understanding them and relating them to the humanistic question, we are in a better position to answer the question, how to be humanistic? What does it take for a worldview to be humanistic in a more comprehensive light? All right, everyone, this is the New Humanist Podcast. I'm Damien. This is episode 36, the first of part six. And see you guys next time.